Today on the show, top agent Allie Garcet is going to share with you more about her seller checklist that she uses to convert dozens and dozens of clients every single year. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. What's up, everyone? Again, it's Allie Garced, Allie the Agent, coming back with part two of the seller checklist. Again, this checklist has helped the agents on my crew, on my ESP crew, earn six figures in six months, making like three times the amount that they were making at previously at other brokerages. It's so important to have a foundation. I'm not saying that you need to join me in order to make this happen. I'm saying you need to have a foundation and I'm giving it away to you. So if you want a copy of these checklists, here is the checklist to get a copy of the checklist. Ready? Number one, give a five-star review to keeping it real on this podcast that you're listening to. If you're watching this on YouTube, number two is like, and comment below saying anything that you've learned, however the slightest bit that this may have helped you. I know this is gonna help you a lot, but any comment will help. And number three is text me for the checklist. We'll meet, it's, um, we'll meet over Zoom. It's 520-341-2552. That's my work phone number. Text the word checklist to that number. Checklist, by the way, being one word. Text checklist to 520-341-2552. If you'd rather hit me on Instagram, I'm Allie, the agent. So let's begin. Last time I left off on the uh, listing presentation. So let's assume we got the listing. Whoop-a-doo! So from here, we're gonna start on the pre-list. Now, uh, we're going to make sure that we have a copy of the keys, of course, to all the screen doors, the detached ADUs, the garage, you know, any anything and everything. Um, the front door, the back door, the side door, the window, the sheds, everything. Um, have, make sure that the sellers have an extra copy. And um, the garage openers, it's, they want to make sure that they, I say that they keep it on their person uh, because I just don't like, I don't want to have to deal with any theft. So of course you want to make sure that if they're going to be living in the property, make sure that they hide their valuables, store it in the safe, or just take it out of the house or take it out of the, the condo. Um, if the property is going to be vacant, then they can leave the garage door openers, or maybe you want to safeguard it for them. However you want to do that, make sure you just do it the same way every time. So that way you don't forget and, and think, oh, I have the, the um, garage door opener for 4712 North Palisade. But on this other house on North Street, I ended up keeping it at the house. You're going to drive yourself crazy. So whatever method you want to do, do the same thing every time. And that is the key. Consistency always wins. Okay. Then you want to tell them the uh, the photo requirements and the staging tips. We tend to work with one photographer. Um, we like them a lot. They are pricey, but they do amazing work. So they have their own photography like list. If you do not already have a go-to photographer, reach reach out. You know, find some on Instagram, find some on Google, and um, see if they have a list of photography like tips for real estate sales. That way you can use their checklist. I'll show you in my emails too, my canned emails that I use my photographer's checklist 
because why am I going to recreate the wheel? Just like with these seller checklists, with my buyer checklist that I'm giving to you guys, the referral checklist, I haven't even gone to that section yet. Um, do not recreate the wheel. You should be just like adding to it and making sure that it's as, you know, as easy to follow as possible for your business. Okay. Um, and then you want to make sure that they are, that the sellers are working toward, uh, that photography like checklist. Hey, have you mowed the lawn? Hey, have you pulled the weeds? Uh, do you need a, a landscaper? Do you need a contractor for that? Because I have, you know, uh, I have, I know a guy. Um, okay. Carrying on. Then you want to, oh, it seems like maybe my computer's a little frozen here. Hold on. There it is. All right. Then you want to schedule the photographer and you want to make sure that you have enough um, time in order to do that, or rather that the sellers have enough time in order to do that. Sometimes, as you know, the house, as soon as you walk into the listing presentation, it's ready to sell. Sometimes it's not. There was one time, oh, just a super quick rant, if I may. Again, so this was the, that same listing, my second listing ever that I got off a postcard, my very first round of postcards, and the one who lied to me about HOA. He was a hoarder. <laughs> and as I was walking upstairs to where he hadn't been upstairs in probably over a year, a year he hadn't been upstairs. There was stuff everywhere. As I was going up the stairs, he, I stepped on a gun. I stepped on a gun, which was loaded. Um, I mean, I know, how to, I know how to use guns. You know, I was a federal agent for the Air Force for a decade. But just the fact that like I stepped, again, just the point being, some sellers are going to need some extra time in order to get their house photo ready. Some will need your help. Some agents already have this available to where they have, uh, you know, a cleaner to where the cleaner can help them. Um, again, everyone needs to sell no matter who they are, like what kind of background they have. So it's always, always good uh, to have a cleaner or two in your back pocket. Um, if you do not have a cleaner, I would suggest going on Airbnb and message um, some of the owners. So as like a, as a guest, message some of the owners and say, Hey, who do you use as a cleaner? I'm looking for, I'm looking for a reliable cleaner. They'll give you, they'll help you. So, cause I think if, if someone were to message me on, on Airbnb, cause I, I'm a, I'm a landlord as well. I own about eight properties. And if someone were to message me, you bet I would share my cleaner. I want to help her. Anyway, here we go. Um, okay. So you want to make sure that the house is ready to go. You This this uh, goes into the specifics of which photography package we get. We do the same thing every time, whether it is a luxury. Well, luxury, of course, is, I think, um, subjective. Uh, but so whether it's like a $700,000 house or a $200,000 house, we do the same package every time. Now, of course, we might add on the videography for the the middle package or the extra package, like what I talked about last week, um, or I might add on even more the three D home tour, the 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 Zillow, so that way it connects to Zillow and it bumps your listing up on Zillow higher because you paid for that Zillow feature, uh, you know, the Matterport, uh, whichever you want to do. We do the same thing every single time. Well, depending on the package that they choose. So you want to make sure that that's labeled because always think about this. You might not want to be selling forever. This is the purpose of a checklist. I had a checklist that I, I was following this my first year in the business. And now this is the checklist that everyone that I refer to follows. Everyone in my crew, they have this foundation for them. They don't need to think. I didn't want to think. I just want to wake up and say, okay, what part of the checklist am I at? Check, check, check. And it's, it's just automatic. Not automatic. You still have to do it, but you get my point. Okay, then you're going to have your uh, TC, send disclosures, a quick note on TC. If you don't have a TC, get one immediately. I said that kind of weird. Immediately <laughs> get a TC because they are, so, oh my gosh, they are worth, their, they are so worth it um, for what, even if the TC is charging like $500 for a transaction, the amount of hours that they are going to save you for every single transaction and it's labor upfront and they only get paid if you get paid at the close of escrow and if your seller cancels, they don't get paid. I mean, it's a no brainer. So 
I, want, I do want to backtrack to what I said last week when I said that I, I have a $3,000 cancellation fee. Part of that $3,000 cancellation fee goes to the TC for her troubles. Um, so I will give her her portion. Not not I don't think it's like 100% of what she would have made had we continued with the sale. But I believe it's like uh, 50, maybe 40%. So I want to keep my TC happy because we're sending her a lot of business. Um, okay. Create showing instructions. This is super important. I really like showing time. Not all agents use showing time. Not all agents know what showing time is. Not all agents will even bother <laughs> looking up showing time. I know that you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, you might be the, <laughs> you might be the agent that uh, refuses to use showing times or refuses to comply. So here we go. Um, I use showing time because it's, su it's super easy to block out times for uh, you know times that are, where the house is ready to view and times that are blocked out. So this is super important for homes where the sellers are gonna still be living in it. Um, if the sellers are still living in it, I always have a CBS code on the Supra box. I'm pretty sure that everyone that has a Supra will probably have access to CBS. I don't think that that would be Arizona specific. Uh, but I do, I have noticed that not a lot of agents know what a CBS code is. So you know how there's a super box, right? Like you need to have your phone, you need to have Bluetooth on, you need to punch in your code for your MLS and then beep, 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 beep. And then excellent, you get the key. Um, it, it, the, having a CBS code is an extra layer of say protection against privacy or for privacy to where if, um, to where agents can't just roll up on the property after not having viewed showing time, not realizing that the sellers are in their home, that they work from home, or that they're having Thanksgiving dinner, or that they're just having dinner. <laughs> and so it prevents people from just being able to get access to the key after they sign in. And then it's going to ask them, okay, uh, what is a CBS code? And I have, sometimes agents will have a CBS code on the MLS. I always have the CBS code after they talk to me. They have to talk to me. I never want to be in a situation where an agent who doesn't read, and you know what, that's all of us sometimes, uh, just rolls into a house while the seller is there with their family, you know, just gotten out of the shower. Uh, I work with a lot of military and military love their guns. I do not want to be responsible for any sort of shooting, you know, just to be safe. And it doesn't even have to get to that extreme, but just to be safe, I want to make sure that my sellers have their privacy. So that way, as soon as I get a call or a text saying, hey, what's the CBS code? I'm asking them, are you outside of the property? Schedule a call, schedule a time through showing time. That is when the property is available. Oh, well, we're outside. Okay, well, I'm so sorry. The showing time, it clearly says on the MLS, use showing time. Um, again, this is the, pro the, this is the process that I use. Not everyone uses it. Um, this is because the, a lot of the listings that I have are occupied homes. If they're not occupied, I'm not going to have a CBS code on there. I want to have as little amount of friction as possible. And I just want anybody that rolls up, sure, go right on in, um, of course, after using the, the Supra box. So also another thing that I used to get a lot, which I don't get that often anymore, um, it are people saying that their Supra wasn't working. Hey, I think maybe like my Supra box is, or my um, phone isn't updated. And I'm like, okay, well then update it. <laughs> you know, I, like I, I, my concern was how do I know you're even an agent? Of course, um, I, I was looking them up online. So this is the story. A lot of people, I, I got a, quite a few amount of phone calls saying, Hey, I'm outside your listing at, you know, 4712 North Palisade drive. And, um, I can't get in. I'm like, oh, that's, that's strange. There's a super box. Did the super box die? Cause my size shows that it's at, you know, charge at 80%. What's up? And they're like, oh yeah, I think it's a problem on my phone. Um, I think I just haven't updated it. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, the property is available. Let me know when you've updated it and then you can head right on in. Um, sometime, and I was getting some pushback sometimes. Again, you, you can never be too safe, I think. Um, I, would rather, I would rather turn away a potential buyer than allow a stranger that with, with bad intent into a house, into a listing of mine. So, you know, all day, every day, I'd rather turn away a buyer than put somebody in danger. So at that point, I would, I would have to look them up, you know, like, hey, if you are refusing to update your, your, um, 
your Supra app on your phone. Um, one, you're, that's probably the only house you're, you know, are you doing this at every single house that you're showing? Um, so I'd say, okay, you know, like what, what's your, what's your TAR number or your MLS number, uh, your, your license number, I'd look them up. Um, so anyway, that's just a side note. Uh, make sure that you just don't allow anybody all willingly, you know, into the property just because they say they're an agent. So yeah, that, okay. Stepping off my little soapbox there. Talk with the seller and confirm all the dates that you're going to be owing the open house. Verify that because you've already, you've already established this at the listing presentation. Um, either they're, either they're, you know, green with open houses, it's a go or maybe not. Um, or they have dates where they know that they want to stay in the house. They don't want to be bothered. So no open houses then. And then it's your own decision, whether you want to host the open house or whether you want your partner to, or whether you want someone else to. Now, I do want to say this. I, as soon as you have a, a listing, it that's like, you know, at a higher price point for your neighborhood, oh, you're going to get calls left and right the week that you put it on the market from actually, you know what? You're not going to get calls. You're going to get text messages. The amount of texts that I that I get for listings that are on the higher price point for Tucson, they're like, they, they come at me with all sorts of grammar. We'll say that. And they'll say, Hey, I want to do your, I want to be your open house person this Saturday. And that's it. You know, that's all the text will say. And I'm like, okay, hi, which listing? What's your name? Are you an agent? Which brokerage? You know, like it's, it's so easy. I think to get an open house, if you're looking for an open house, First of all, call them. Second of all, send a voice or a video text of them showing them that you're a real person, that you're not a bot. Introduce yourself. Um, there was one one person that was very, very, they seemed shady and um, was like, oh, you know what? Like, I, I you know, I don't even, it's just started giving me like a little bit of attitude. And I was like, you gave me no information. I don't know which property you're looking to do an open house for. Why should I choose you? I'm getting six of these texts every day. Not that it should be any sort of competition, but just doing the bare minimum, say a phone call, you'll stand out. Um, yeah, just do what other people are, are not doing and you'll get far <laughs> in this business. You just have to be just a slight, have a slight edge, if you will, if you've read that book. Okay, um, let's see. As soon as you have the open house dates, this is why, okay, this, here we go. As soon as you have the open house dates and they're verified, tell the TC, make sure that it's on the MLS. Either have a, a VA verify that it's on the MLS or you just take the time to make sure that it's showing publicly um, and on the MLS. Uh, draft the MLS input sheets, pages one and two. This is probably just Arizona specific. So I'm just gonna say, make sure that your paperwork is done. Make sure that the sellers sign on all and you know initial on all the pages sign wherever they need to uh, ask your TC for that uh, create a single property squeeze a squeeze page and add the link to the description box of each of the sellers checklists so I sell uh, or I have I give my um, sellers homework right so starting from that very very first phone call in the first uh, series of the seller checklist, I give them homework. You know, I want them to look up the H, the year of the HVAC, the year of the water heaters, what needs to be done? Why is it not a level 10 out of 10? What would make the house a 10 out of 10? Um, just start thinking, you know, have a copy of the keys when I come um, and start working on the clue report. That's their homework. And so then after that, once I get the listing, I'm going to, I'm going to create this, the property page the squeeze page through KV Core. Again, it's just two steps. You could probably just YouTube that, or if you are with EXP, you know, it, ask your broker. Um, so once I have that that website, that is a website that I tell my sellers to share. There are some Facebook pages that I cannot post in because I'm a realtor. You know, like there are some pages where they can post in because they're not a real estate professional. Therefore they can post. So I'm going to say, don't share the Zillow listing, share this website. This is the website that I want you to share because anybody that clicks on it, I get their information. I'm able to start the you know Excel sheet or start tracking how many people have viewed the property and I can start that conversation. It's a better chance of conversion to sell your house. I've never had any seller had any issue with that. They're happy to comply unless they don't do Facebook, which, you know, that's fine. Then just email. So of course, at that point, we've got the listing. So we want this, the signs to be placed. 
call your sign or, or sign company or go online and order the coming soon. If you do coming soons, I'm actually not the biggest, um, I'm not the biggest fan of coming soons because I've noticed that as soon as I do a coming soon, the intent is to draw more attention, right? Like, Ooh, like create a buzz and have it like on the market and, and, but what it does in reality, in, from my experience is it attracts the low ball offers for however long you're doing the coming soon. I think it's like 14 days max for ours. I don't even do mine anymore. So I don't even know how long it is. I, I've written the coming soon's out. Um, it attracts the low ball offers and it attracts very aggressive agents, which I do this on the buyer side too. I get it, but it attracts very aggressive agents saying, Hey, um, we can take this mark, the property off the market if you accept our offer today. And that's not what I want to do because of course the sellers are like, oh my gosh, we're already getting offers. Great. Yes, but they're below ask and we can get more. So I don't do coming soon anymore. I just have it live. You can compete with everyone else. Um, and I will know who is more serious because at that point, everyone has the same starting time. I want everyone you know, the gates to open for everyone at the same time. Therefore, it's the most apples to apples comparison I can make. If someone is presenting me an offer that says, hey, I'll order, I'll order, I'll offer an extra $10,000 if you accept today, we might lean more toward that if, you know, if everything else is even Steven. Or if someone else, you know, if all the offers are around the same, but one person says we don't want any seller concessions, our buyer will pay for all the closing costs. Ah, that's great. Or uh, my favorite, which I do with all of my buyers to get our offers accepted 99% of the time is we have non-refundable earnest money. Take our money. In case we decide to back out, you get money. Here's 500 bucks. You know, that, what does that do? One, as a buyer's agent, this is a quick tidbit on the buyer side. As a buyer's agent, that makes sure that your buyer is actually on board with selling, with purchasing the property. And as a listing agent, you can present that to your seller saying, hey, the buyer is so serious about this that they're willing to lose $500 just for the opportunity for you to take this off the market. This is, this is brilliant. I mean, it's, it's every day that this happens in North Carolina. It's never that this happens in Arizona. Non-refundable earnest money is unheard of in Arizona. That's why I get my, my offers accepted as a buyer's agent, because we don't have to offer much. We can offer 150 bucks. And then that way we can be under contract for two weeks. If for some reason something happens, the seller, the buyer is only out 150 bucks, but the seller walked away with something. So of course more is better. But um, anyway, back off my, my rant here. Add the lockbox, of course. Uh, if you don't already have the lockbox, this is where I tell my, my crew to go. Um, let's see. Okay, next, write a description that's not boring. There was recently a post that I saw that of a listing that was written, I mean, like, like someone in Gen Z wrote it. And it started with, this house is bussin'. Don't you think that is eye-catching? You know, like for better or for worse, like that? property drew a lot of attention and whether or not you agree with using words like bussin or poppin or or i forget man it was a whole paragraph like a whole six lines of just gen z speak um and it was like and it was nothing about the property, not any of it. And like no part of that said, this is a three bed, two bath house in this type of neighborhood. Instead it said this house is bussin, no lie, no cap, you know like that draws attention. So of course that might not be brand on brand for you. That might not be on brand for the seller. Always ask your seller for permission before you do something like that. Uh, but that the amount of likes views just on Zillow that that property had blew everything else, all of its neighbors out of the water. So don't be afraid to be different is what I'm saying. Show a sense of humor especially like when you're reading a listing, when I'm reading a listing agent as a buyer's agent and it has a sense of humor, I already want to work with that listing agent. It, maybe that's just me, you know, like if, if it's just a normal, um, very boring, very dry listing uh, description, then I'm like, okay, cool. Just another, you know, another transaction. All right. But if it shows any sort of personality, 
you're like, wait, this agent's going to be pretty cool. And I already feel like I connect with them. I want to work with them even more. Um, okay. So then you want to send your off off market property email to your buyers. Again, that's very similar to that, um, to the email before, which says I'm about to meet with a seller. Do you want more information? I can't really tell you too much yet, but if you do want more information on this, as soon as I can tell you more, email me the word VIP. <clears throat> My throat's getting a little dry here. Okay. Then you want to create the Canva order uh, postcard. Oh, this should be in bold because I don't do this. This is my VA. So you want to create the, the postcards to be sent out. I use TPMCO. Um, there are plenty of other ways to send postcards out. This is just one that I got used to. It was a pretty good price. Uh, you can have a sample sent to your house. Um, and it's a way for you, tpmco.com, by the way. Um, so that's a, you have to create a free login and you can create either like a radius around your listing or you can draw the area that you want to send to. You can have, uh, I think, like as few as maybe like 30 properties you can mail to or as many as you want. And you so you just upload a front and back of um, the postcard that you can create on Canva. I don't create anything on Canva. I don't even know how to log in. I don't want to log in to Canva. I have my VA do it. I'm so, I say, hey, use these photos, use these words, make it pretty, and um, that's it. Then send it to me for review. Then I upload it to TPMCO <clears throat> and we mail it. So I send eight mailers throughout every single transaction. One is a, hey, did you know that Bob down the street is selling? Um, and then the, it, I just keep them updated throughout the, throughout the entire transaction. And I tell them, be on the lookout for my next mailer when we go under contract. Be on the lookout for my next mailer after the appraisal, after the inspections are done. Be on the lookout, like congratulate, like whoop they do. The appraisals was run perfectly. Uh, be on the lookout for my next mailer after the appraisal is done. And then of course the closing, the follow-up, uh, you know, you want to send, just have as much traffic as you can to your property. Then I do a video on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I also include LinkedIn and threads and I pay my VA $1 uh, per post to post on six different platforms uh, every single day. He is a uh, virtual assistant out in the Philippines. I found him on onlinejobs.ph. And so I pay him a dollar per platform. So $6 a day times 30 days in the month. I pay him about $250 a month. And I am on every single platform that I can think of except for Pinterest. Um, and I, I personally do YouTube. And I'm always top of mind. So anyway, that's just a little side rant there. So I make a video on, I throw it on all these uh uh, websites describing the off-market house. If anyone wants a private viewing before it goes live, let me know. And of course, keep in mind, you have to make sure that you're staying, uh, you're cooperating with the clear cooperation rules. Then call all of their neighbors and go on our real estate Bible. Um, that's again, that's only for my, my ESP crew, but the scripts giveaway to find out uh, what they say ask for a free CMA for what their home is worth. These are different social media posts to have. Um, and let's see, KV core. This is the listing presentation. We already did this a week before it goes live, call the signs or just do it online. Have your VA switch it from, um, from coming soon to for sale. If you did coming soon, um, then you want to call again, make sure that that clue report, the insurance report, if your state requires this, that your sellers are working on it. If they need any help, help them. If they haven't already, have the sellers um, send a copy of all the paperwork that they signed. Um, at this point, if you haven't already, if you probably should have, introduce your TC to the all parties of the all selling parties. And um, yeah, just introduce them. You want to make sure that they save your TC's information so that way no emails get lost and share phone numbers too if your TC is okay with that. Input photos and list it on Facebook Marketplace and then boost it. I don't always do this. I used to. The, the quality of the leads are not um, incredible. So I stopped doing this. Uh, you can also do it on Craigslist. Craigslist is hit or miss depending on what city you're in. And then if the listing date is pushed back, which sometimes it happens, sometimes the sellers aren't ready yet, they haven't cleaned, they haven't, um, you know, whatever it is, tell the, tell, 
make sure that you you have that reflected with your videos. So for example, over here, I have tell my lender to postpone the listing of the week video, um, again, to make sure that we're staying in like your clear cooperation. Um, but any, any content that you want to make sure that you're posting at an appropriate time, you want to make sure that your videographer makes the video and edits it with your app, you with your, with the, the property's address, your phone number, your logo, and upload the link to your YouTube. I am bullish on YouTube. I started heavy on my YouTube channel, um, Allie the Agent or YEXP, and that is what I've been hitting hard. I'm very, very big on, on YouTube because even though I had close to 70 transactions, more like 68 transactions, my first two and a half years in the business, all through social media, well, 94% of my business was through social media, I would have doubled those transactions had I focused on YouTube instead. Now, I can't, you know, I can't really kick myself too much. I, I did pretty well. I made more money than I ever thought I, I would this, this fast. But I, you know, I, whatever, I can only do, I can only control what I can control. I can't control the past. So now I'm heavy on, on YouTube. If you want to talk about YouTube, let me know. <laughs> um, I'm all about it right now. Okay. Tell your TC the super box info, especially if there's a CBS code. Um, and so tell them which serial number of your, of your super box that you have for which property, the CBS code, what it is, etc. Let them know this, the showing time as well. So that way they can up, update what uh, dates are good still, what dates are not good for viewings and have them double check the uh, county parcel info or the lot info, because sometimes it'll be wrong. You don't want to get a fine. And if you haven't already, get the two uh, sets of keys from the seller, one to keep in the super box and one to put in a contractor lockbox. Just one of those that you buy from Home Depot. Um, again, it's just in the rarity that an agent, you know, hasn't updated their, their Supra app on their phone and they are a legitimate agent and you verified it just in case, you know, all that fails, then you can say, okay, this is the, this is the lockbox um, code and that they can show the property. So if the house is vacant or if it will be vacant during the inspection period, then tell the TC and you can, um, that way the TC can just schedule the vendors whenever they want. If the house is not vacant, you want to, and say like the, well, either way, if, whether the sellers work from home or if they go to the office, you, they need to know when the inspections are. So you want to make sure that the TC doesn't just automatically, um, schedule, um, listings or the, or listings that they don't automatically don't just schedule inspections. So you want to make sure that they are that they're good with that time, and the sellers the sellers homework on helping advertise. Again, I give all of my sellers homework at every single step of the way, because this is a group effort. I'm not working for you. You're not working for me. We're working together. So submit the photos, the description onto the um, onto the following Facebook pages that I cannot post on, on or they'll delete it. The Davis, uh, you know, any sort of local Facebook groups. This is only going to apply to Tucson. So local Facebook family groups, spouses groups, uh, knitting groups, soccer groups, everything and anything that they are a part of, church groups, whatever, um, bowling, whatever it is, have them posted everywhere. Because if it were to come from an agent, you are going to be probably reported, booted from the group. You don't want to do that. Um, but the sellers have a lot of leeway. So have them work with you there. And 24 hours before going live, send that email with a subject line forward to a friend. This is not something that I came up with on my own. This is from Tom Ferry. The subject line is going to be forward to a friend. Now, the in the body of this email, it's going to say, we're about to list a property in the next 24 hours that I believe will sell in two weeks. The home is located in Tanca Verde, Arizona, and will be listed for $500,000. Forward this email to a friend who you know is in the market but hasn't found a home yet. My personal cell is 914-318-4918. Yes, that is my, my actual personal cell. They can call me directly and I can give them the details before it hits the market. Sincerely, Ali Garcet. P.S. If I don't pick up, leave a voicemail or text me. 
This is huge because it already starts that advertising for you. And it's, you're telling them there's a, there's the CTA or the call to action in the subject line. Oh, I'm supposed to forward this message. I'm supposed to forward this email to a friend. Um, now this next section here, I'm not going to cover because it's very, very specific to Southern Arizona MLS only. And it's only to be done if you are doing the paperwork, which I do not suggest you do the paperwork. Very different from me saying, you shouldn't know the paperwork. You should know the paperwork, the contracts, like the back of your hand, which by the way, which side is the back of your hand? I like never really knew that, but either way, know the, know the contract that pays you money. Doing the contract does not actually pay you money. Someone else can do that for cheaper and faster with fewer errors. So I'm going to skip this. If you don't have a TC, if you're with eXp, go on eXp workplace and look up transaction coordinator, Vegas, you're going to find a lot, interview them. Also know that they are interviewing you. You want to make sure that you are a good, a good fit. Um, they do not just work for you. Do not treat them like they are just like, they, they'll just wake up at, you know, at midnight to write an offer for you. Respect them. <laughs> Otherwise they will drop you. They don't need to work with you. Okay. In the next section of the checklist for sellers one week before going live, um, so some of this is like not just completely in chronological order, but you get the point. So give the transaction coordinator the property description, the showing instructions. We've already done this, the HOA information, and ask the seller for the complete list of all dates and times over the next three months where they will not be able to drive back to the house to let the dogs out. The dates and times where the house will not be clean, say Thanksgiving dinner. Um, that they do not want buyers in the house. That's you're going to tell the TC to mark uh, to mark or block off on showing time. Um, and then you're going to send the seller emails, which I haven't even gotten to yet, but I'm going to in this uh, video here. So stick around. I'm going to show you my canned emails that I send every single time. And the last section here is take a screenshot of the Zestimate, the Zillow Zestimate before your listing goes live. And then you're going to take another, I'm giving you a little bit of a, what is it, foreshadow into the future. Take another screenshot of your listing after it's sold and of all the properties after you sell the house. And you tell them, hey, this is how much your property increased after my listing on 4712 North Palisade Drive in Tucson sold. So this is why you do this before and you do it after. That way you can start those conversations. Oh my gosh, this alley, the agent person increased my home value by $13,000. Maybe when we sell, oh wait, Barbara needs to sell. Maybe she needs Allie's information. Yes, she does need Allie's information. <laughs> okay, next section here is live on the market. Once you're live, well, obviously the first checklist item there is live. And again, I hope you're watching this on YouTube. If this has been helpful so far, text me for the word checklist or text me, the word checklist for the checklist. Text checklist to 520-341-2552. If you are enjoying this, give this episode a five-star review. You can do it right now while listening to it. It is for free, guys. Did you know that? That to leave a review, it is free 99. And if you're watching this on YouTube, give this a thumbs up. I super, super appreciate it. Comment below whether you want more of a specific topic within these checklists or if it's helped. I want to hear from you. Okay. Carrying on. So as soon as you're live on the market, please ensure that you go on SkySlope. This is going to be EXP specific. So just make sure that you are following your uh, rules for uh, paperwork. And this is where it's important to make sure that you're also overseeing the TC. So you want to make sure, especially with EXP, that your, your transactions need to be uploaded into SkySlope within 48 hours in order to become in compliance with Arizona Department of Real Estate. Don't get in trouble. Um, and then give the property tours, the property videos, tour, et cetera, to the TC. Have them upload it to get ready to go live on the market um, if you haven't already done that. The Facebook Marketplace, any other Facebook, local Facebook pages, they are money, guys. If you're not on them, get on them right now. Uh, join as many as you can and make sure you read their rules. If for some reason, you're not finding any good groups, create your own. Now that's a whole beast and a half. Um, actually on my podcast, uh, the agent goldmine, we interviewed someone who has like 15,000 people in their Facebook marketplace or Facebook group. And that's how they 
get all of their leads is just their Facebook group. Now, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to get people to respond and you have to do polls and like check in and constantly post. But um, if you don't want to do that, then just ride on other people's Facebook pages, but also make sure you abide by the rules or you're going to kicked out. And that will be the last listing you've ever posted on there. So um, put the just listed email, send that out. We already did that, that forward to a friend email. Remember, send out the open house email and along with the postcards to the neighbors, door knock, invite them to the neighbor only. I do the neighbor only um, open house just 30 minutes before the actual open house starts, sometimes an hour, depending on the type of neighborhood that we're at. If I think that they're going to take their time and really snoop around or really just want to talk for a long time, then I'm going to have that neighbors only for an hour. Um, if I think that they're that the neighborhood is a little bit more hustle and bustle, they want to get in and out. They just want to see, you know, what's the condition of the property. Okay, that's it. That's all I want to know. Goodbye. Then I'll probably just do 30 minutes. Um, the, the importance of that is because sometimes you never know what type of neighbors are going to come into your open house. So if you have the open house at just one time, the neighbors are going to come in whenever they want, right? Because it's not the neighborhood only exclusive, you know, neighborhood VIP preview that's just for them. You don't know the exact relationship that your sellers had with that neighbor and you're inviting everyone, right? Unless your neighbor, unless your seller says, Hey, invite everyone, but you know, but Nancy across the street and never got along with her that I'm sure that's happened to you guys before. Or at least it's happened to me. Like, Hey, you know, cause I've asked them, is there anybody that for some reason, um, would not talk highly about your house? Cause guess what? I'm not going to go door knock that house. Um, I, the last thing I want to do is invite that person to the house and have them crap talk my listing and have them say, oh, well, the sellers, you know, bash the sellers, bash the property. That's not what I want. And I think that's a great reason why to have the neighbors um, only first to get their gossip out. And then we can shoot them along, say, thank you so much for coming. Now, um, I do want to follow up, but I want to make sure that the public has access to this house now. So they are able to view it with fresh eyes. Um, and I'll see you on the next one or you know, whatever it is. So because I think it's it's even worse to have an open house and then have like that one neighbor that stays for the whole three hours. Because I know that you've had this happen, or at least I've had this happen. And they're just they're just oversee everything. You know, they they want to know, oh, who's who's coming in? Because I want to make sure that I you know I choose a neighbor. It can get very uh, open houses. They're a lot of fun, aren't they? Okay. Um, after every agent that views the home, at, oh, ask them for feedback. Um, so ask them what the what the buyers liked, what they didn't like, and what I'm looking for here is is stuff that that can be changed. Hey, uh, the the you know the plants out front are just too much. Let's move some of them to the backyard. Let's move a little some of this over there. Or it actually smelled, you know, here, which you should be able to tell, unless you don't have a sense of smell like me. Um, you know, anything the, the sellers need to know. It's also really good to get that feedback because at that point, you're getting more and more feedback that usually says the same thing. What do you think of the price? Um, and if a lot of people are like, oh, it's a great price, then that's excellent. But if a lot of people, if you're consistently saying that the, the, the buyer's agent thought that the buyers thought it was way out of, you know, way too high, then that's something that you can take back to your seller and say, hey, the, the, the market has spoken. Four out of the six people that have viewed the house all thought that the property was listed too high. And at that point, you can have a price adjustment. It's important to get that feedback and keep it in a spreadsheet. You can keep it in the Strello checklist, put it at the very, very top um, in the description. Okay. And then every single day, send a bomb bomb text to the seller. And well, okay, this is, I used to have every single day back when homes were flying, right? Like COVID. Uh, but now that homes are maybe taking weeks, uh, some depending on what area of the country you're in might even be taking months to sell. Maybe every single day would be a little bit too much. Either way, you want to make sure that the seller knows how often you're going to be communicating with them. So if you if you told them you'd be sending them an, an update every single week, do it. Put it on your calendar for you know Fridays at 9 a.m. to let them know what the recap was. How many people showed the property? You know, this week, Brit, there were 14 people that viewed the the viewed the house. Uh, Eight people left, you know, reviews or left feedback saying that, and a majority of the feedback said this, one person said that, um, we had, you know, XYZ amount of showings 
And, and this is a great way for you to do the research every single week, right before you send this bomb bomb saying there were two other listings that came up on the, in our zip code or in our um, neighborhood and, or this one house sold essentially what, what went under contract, what sold, what's fresh in the market, essentially what's our new competition. You always want to let them know. Um, Cause I think something that's really bad is when the sellers are the ones that are telling the agents, hey, have you seen this property? That is, if you ever get that text, you are so behind on, like you're behind. And if you cannot handle that, then that is such an easy thing to outsource to somebody else. So hire a transaction coordinator, or I'm sorry, hire a, a virtual assistant, or maybe even pay your transaction coordinator a little bit more to do that for you. Everything in life is negotiable, man, everything, okay. Add a copy of the Supra, uh, of the key to the Supra box. This should be up further, but you get the point. We've already done that before. If it's been, if the property's been on the market for too long, um, then at that point, with all of the feedback showing that you have proof, it's not just you coming out of the, you know, of the woodwork all willy, all willy nilly saying, hey, I, we need, let's come down on price. You can say, hey, out of the, the, 35, 60 days that we've been on the market, we've had 14 showings or we've had 25 showings. And out of those 25, 75% of the buyers thought that the property was was listed too high. I think it's time to make an adjustment because the market has spoken. I suggest that we adjust the property, the price to XYZ. Take a look at the information below and let me know your thoughts. This should not be a text. Any single piece of really, really good information or really, really bad information, do not text. That is a phone call. And that's coming from me. I don't answer phone calls. I don't do phone calls. But you need to make sure that you are on the phone with them to be able to, to um, leave that phone call on the level that you want them to be. If you were to get this as a text and you're the seller, how would you think? Immediately, you're thinking, Oh, it's, it's game on. Let's, we're fighting, you know, like you never want to leave something as big as this or the appraisal to a text guys call, 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 call. And I never thought I would say that, um, slightly feel like a boomer, but for that important stuff, you need to make sure that you are, that you're calling them. Okay. Once I have the photos of the listing, add them to the ESP marketing center, this should have already been up there. Um, you know what? I have a feeling as I have shared these checklists, I think some of this has been rearranged. So I'm now going to be sharing these checklists as a PDF, not as a seller, not as a Trello link. Um, this was an order <laughs> and it's not an order now. I, uh, I think maybe I took, I uh, was naive thinking that everyone knew how to use Trello and stuff is being rearranged. Okay. Um, Open the super lockbox to make sure that it's posted on the side, on the front door, the side of the house that should have been done already. Mailers. I mail 30, around 30 homes. So you can, which is very, very small compared to a lot of people who get a lot of listings from mailers. You know, they send 100, 300, 500. I send 30. I send 10 houses to the left, 10 houses to the right, 10, you know, north, south, east, west. And I say... I have a QR code that um, is linked to a BombBomb video. I use BombBomb because I can track the how many people opened it, the percentage of people that watched it. And this is what I say. Hey there, it's Ali Garced. If you are receiving this, that means that you are a neighbor of the listing that I currently have at 4712 North Palisade Drive. And they wanted to take advantage of this market. They wanted to sell at what they think might be the highest. And it's a three bed, two bath house. In case you don't already know, it's about 1500 square feet. If that sounds similar to yours and you'd like to see how it goes, follow along. I'm going to be keeping you posted throughout the way. If you happen to know of anyone that would be interested in purchasing the house, like if you know, if your uncle Joe wants to move to the neighborhood, ha ha ha, you know, let's, let's discuss it. Give me a call. My phone number is 914-318-4918. I'd love to talk to you. And that's it. That's it. That took one minute max. Um, keep it short, keep it simple, introduce yourself, add your personality. People are not going to call somebody that seems extremely boring, unless maybe they all, they're boring too. Then it's a match made in heaven. 
Either way, add your personality. Everyone's personality is different and there's an agent for everyone. There's a client for everyone. Okay. And I'm sure that you've know, you, you know this by now, seven times is the magic number. Well, I've heard between seven and 14 times is the number for people to even remember who you are, let alone list with you. Um, so make sure that, that you are getting in front of people and getting in front of people doesn't always have to cost money, guys. You don't have to do postcards. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of postcards. Again, it's because I haven't stuck with it long enough. Anything that you stick with long enough will work. But the more that you do open houses and you're to put 30 signs out all in a row with all, you know, your, your face on every single one, people are going to see that. If you send mailers, people are going to see that with your face on it. If you drop off just, you know, your business card or that Zillow Zestimate um, saying, hey, I think, you know, this is what Zillow thinks your property is worth. I'd love to hear your thoughts because I have my own. Call me. And you have your little, you know, photo on there. The more times you get in front of people, the more actually that people will think that they already know you. So, yeah, that's that's it. Okay. If the house is on the market for the average or like or more than average days on market, then go to your seller and say, the good news is that we now know what the buyers think your home is worth. This is something that we didn't know when we listed your property because we didn't have that information available at the time. And now we know what the buyers think your home is worth and talk about the price adjustment. Um, copy and paste the URL that goes to your single property uh, squeeze page that you created, post this, uh, post this again, this is a duplicate, This and this is bolded, so this is something that you don't have to do. Your VA can log into your Facebook uh, and post that listing on, on everywhere that they can. Give the sellers a squeeze link. This is a repeat, <laughs> okay? Oh man, um, I'm glad that I have a duplicate of this. That's just on my own personal off to the side here. Okay, marketing the property, tell the title company, uh, go on business.google.com. Again, back to your business page. It is so, so important. So add, I would schedule it to add one photo of each of your listings every single week. You always want to keep your, your Google business page active. So don't dump in all 40 photos all at once. Dump in one, maybe two a week, schedule it out, put it on your calendar, put it on your VA's calendar. Say, hey, VA, I want um, one photo of the kitchen and, you know, or just this is the link to all of the photos. Um, these are the photos that I actually want up there. Can you post one every Monday and one every Thursday and until, until it's depleted, create a single property squeeze page. We've, we've been over this, but this goes to a specific KV core, um, a good, a good YouTube that I found on how to do it with KV core and then create a video on YouTube shorts. Uh, depending on what you think about about shorts, but I love YouTube. I'm bullish on YouTube, like I've already said. So put your listing on YouTube and partner with your partner with anybody. If you have a good lender partner, if you have a good title partner or attorney partner, you you can get in front of their audience who also works with buyer agents, and you can have them do a listing of the week, um, or you can just do it on your own. Send it to all of your buyers and send it to all the buyers in your office. If you have a crew, send it to all of their buyers and say, hey, this is the deal of the week. Why is it a deal of the week? Well, if you house hack this property, you could probably save you know, $200 a month. You could probably make $200 a month if you rented out these bedrooms, whatever it is, um, just you know, put the property out there. I love, if you can't tell already, I love digital uh, social advertisement um, as opposed to paper. Okay. Create a, a video to run as a YouTube ad. This isn't mandatory, but it is a way to put your property uh, in front of masses. So I do have, I found a couple of videos that um, it, that where you can put your listing as a YouTube ad, get in front of more people. And that also helps when it comes to your future listing presentations as well, because you can say, hey, for my platinum package. We also run your property as a YouTube ad. These are our previous stats. We've had, you know, 14,000 people see this one video. So we got in front of 14,000 potential buyers. Um, that's a way to make yourself stand out because not many agents are doing YouTube ads. They might be throwing it on YouTube, but are they putting money behind it? Maybe, maybe not. Okay. 
Then seller's homework to helping you advertise. This is a duplicate. We've already got over this. Okay. Next, uh, tell us sellers. This is again a duplicate. <laughs> um, wait, this looks a little bit different here. Okay. The contractor. This is backtracking. This should be earlier. Um, but if they need assistance with anything, if they want to fix, you know, um, the, you know, whatever it is, you have connections. If you don't ask around and make sure that you befriend these connections, because you're going to need them. A good contractor, reliable contractor, a plumber, insurance uh, person, everything. And then you're going to mail out all of the estimates of the neighboring homes. Remember what the, the list of 100 to 200 neighbors that your VA or you got, and you took a screenshot of those estimates. Now that your property's on the market, um, you can, you can use this as a way to door knock with something in your hands saying, Hey, just wanted to show you that this is what Zillow thought your property is worth. I have my own thoughts, but I'd love to hear yours. You can just drop it off or you can actually snail mail it, whatever you want to do. Um, have a call to action. Call me open house. Uh, of course, get their permission. We've, we've already covered open houses quite a bit. So I'm going to skim through this portion, decide on what dates and times work best. Make sure that it's advertised, create brochures, ask your title company, because our, our title company here, I mean, they're great. They have branded small water bottles with my photo, with my name, with my number on it. And then on the other side is their logo, their photo, their number, and they pay for it. They pay for little, like, you know, personalized bags of, uh, what is it called? Oh, cookies. Yeah, they have little cookies. Um, they could do the the brochure. They can they can help with advertisement. Do not think that you are alone in paying for all of these advertising costs. There are lenders that you can partner with. There are title companies that you can partner with. There are insurance companies that you can partner with, and they will help you. Especially at this time, everyone needs to rely on each other even more. It's no longer you know 2020, 2021, where houses were flying off the shelf. So use that partnership to grow together. Um, introduce yourself, doing a bomb bomb video, introduce yourself to the neighbors, send out those, send out those mailers and the day of the open house buy, or maybe the day before buy some large balloons, get, put out your 20 at a minimum 20 signs, making it very obvious for people say that like, don't pay attention when driving on the road, make sure nobody gets lost. Make sure everyone knows it's so obvious where to go, when to turn left, when to turn right, when to turn around, when they've gone too far. So place your 30 signs out, um, put the balloons up, buy champagne, maybe, you know, however you feel about alcohol, uh, put out the branded information, put out your branded uh, pens, the sign-in sheet, whether you want to do that paper or digital. I, I like digital, but I found that people weren't too comfortable putting it digital or they were putting in wrong information. So I just went back to good old ink and paper pen and paper. <laughs> okay. Five days before the open house, you want to make sure that, um, you're telling the sellers to clean up, giving them any last minute, uh, to do's. Uh, if you want, you can do a face FaceTime. say, Hey, I just want to make sure like if, if you're comfortable with it, if you want to have a double, what is it? Uh, just verify that the house is in good shape. Let's, let's do a FaceTime whenever you're ready. So that way I don't drive across town or, you know, our agent here doesn't drive across town, sees the property and realizes, no, 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 no. This property is not ready for an open house. Um, okay. And then I, that's when I hook them up with my seller or seller with my uh, cleaner. If they need cleaning, if they want to pay for cleaning, um, then, Hey, this is, this is my, this is my girl. She's a great cleaner. Um, and you can coordinate or I usually coordinate because she speaks only Spanish. So extra credit. Print off all of the coming soon listings and the pocket listings that you know of, plus any other properties that builders or developers are creating. Put it in a big, a big like three ring binder and with a title saying like off market, do not show the public and don't open that folder. It's all uh, it's all about what what it looks like, right? Like appearances are everything. And we used to do this um, a lot as like federal agents. Um, for, for better or for worse, right? I mean, cops do this all the time. They'll come to a subject interview, vic or not victim, but subject interview, they'll bring their big folders and it's, you know, saying, oh, pretty much giving them the psychological, uh, thought in their mind that, oh my gosh, they must have a lot of evidence on me. I'm screwed. <laughs> you know, like I'm caught. I might as well tell the truth. 
Um, but instead, it's just paperwork that we found on the floor. It's just whatever we found. Hey, who has a folder? Who has a folder? Good. Put it all together. Boom. Put it on the market. Or put it on the market. Put it on the on the table. Um, but this shows your value. Hey, because you do have access to builders, you do have access to 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 you know the build the developers. You have access to off markets. You have access to coming soon's, and that that's a good way to um, pick up buyer clients from that. Um, during the open house, place a, place a pad of paper and pens to sign in or electronic. I already covered this portion. For clients with realtors uh, with them, just ask them to sign in just for because the, the sellers usually want that. Um, and then ask if they'd like the tour or just come back if they have any questions. Um, for clients without a realtor, some people go very, very aggressive. Some people are very, very uh, standoffish or not standoffish, but like, hey, do your, do your own thing. It's whatever way you feel comfortable with. Some people are, are like, oh, you are working with an agent. They step outside and they're like, oh, where is your agent then? Are they too busy? I think that's very aggressive. Some people are like, oh, okay, cool. Well, then walk around. You've seen a house before. If you want the tour, I'm more than happy to give it to you. Otherwise, I'll be here. I am going to ask you a couple of questions though, when you get back, if that's okay. And they're usually like, okay, cool. So what questions do you ask them when they come back? Say, hey, what did you what did you enjoy about the property? I'm, I'm looking to give as much feedback to the seller as possible. And then what did you not enjoy? Like, don't worry. And this is always what I say. They're, they never want to offend the seller, right? They're always like, oh, well, I'll only say this, this little bit, but I'm not going to tell them the truth. And that's when I say, hey, I, you can be as brutally honest. They don't know who you are. And I'm not going to tell them who you are. Don't worry. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I thought that the, uh, you know, whatever it is, I thought that XYZ could be improved. Perfect. That's brilliant. You can take that to your seller and uh, maybe fix that or work on that or just keep that in mind. Um, for if offers come through, that's probably going to show in the offer. Okay. Then you're going to add all the names, numbers, emails to your KB core of everyone that showed up that same day. You're going to send them a bomb bomb, or if you don't have bomb bomb, um, just send them a regular text video of you. Video is important. The keyword is video of your face saying, Hey, Bob, it's Allie Garcet. We just met a couple of hours ago at the open house here. It's the one with the pool in the backyard. I just want to say thank you so much for coming by the open house. If you have any other properties that you'd like to look at, I'm more than happy to show you. I actually have available tomorrow all day. So if you'd like to uh, view any properties, let me know. And I'm here for it. So then you want to give the debrief to the seller. Uh, give them the numbers and leave them with either a feel good or maybe not. Maybe it's not a feel good. Maybe the sellers need to know that XYZ needs to be fixed. So it might not be a feel good. Again, they need to hear the bad, the good, the, the bad, the ugly, everything. They are, they hired you to give them advice. So do not give them just what you think they want to hear, which is feel good. That is not why they hired you. Okay. Next is um, any new clients that you have follow up. Any of the agents that you met follow up saying it was great to meet with them because, of course, you don't want to be a butthead to any agents that you potentially might be working with. You might be working with them on that property or in the future. So always be nice. This is something that sometimes is so hard for agents. And and I don't want to call anybody out, but man, some there are some age groups that are very, very not nice. Um so, and of course, if you're looking to recruit, this is a perfect opportunity to be like, oh man, this agent was killer. If you're looking to expand your brokerage, that's perfect. Don't ever be rude. <laughs> okay, go on nar.realtor slash safety for safety tips when doing open houses. Um, be very aware if you would prefer to do a buddy uh, you know, a buddy system for open houses. A lot of our, the agents in our crew do that. And they kind of just like one off, like split the leads that come in um, or work them together 50, 50. And then you want to ask for referrals. So do they know of anyone else that's been on the market that's looking to sell right now? Do you know of anyone moving to any state at all? I can help them if, if I know of someone that that's a good agent in that city. Um, and then of course, if they're usually going to say, oh, no, not at this time, then that, that's when you can go one step further. Oh, okay. You don't, do you not know anyone that ha that's recently had a job promotion or maybe like, what about having a baby or maybe like a couple whose kids went to college already? They're looking to downsize. Okay. Still now. Okay. Well, I would love to, to, if you could keep me in mind. And if you don't mind, I'd like to be following back up in like about a month if that's okay or whatever it is. Um, just be yourself. 
And then this is the last segment before I'll cut it because I didn't realize I've been babbling for 62 minutes. Here we go. If the property has been sitting on the market, remember if the house isn't selling, the price is not compelling. So let's talk adjusting the price. If the house has been on the market for two weeks or dep again, depends on the, on the days on market, the average, um, ask, the, ask the seller in case you haven't already, what price are you no longer a seller? Because say they only wanted to sell if they can get 475, but they wanted to list at 500, but they, you know, at, at 450, they would rather just rent. Um, you, you're going to want to have that conversation again, because maybe it is the case where you do just have to cancel. They would rather just rent the property and then you get your $3,000 cancellation fee and you wish them the best. You connect them to a couple of good property managers. If you know of any, if you know of any in Tucson, please message me. Allie, the agent on social media. Um, and then, uh, yeah, okay. So then the last segment here is going to say, if, again, this is, again, if the property has been sitting on the market, make sure you you do your weekly updates to the seller. You know what the days on market are week after week. If this is too much for you, have a, a fellow agent do it. Have a, a VA do it for you. Uh, and say the market has spoken. Typically, when there are buyers that walk through the property but have placed no offers, that means that the pricing is off. And sometimes it's off between 2 to 5%. And if the house is listed and there are no viewings or no, no showings and no offers, that means that their pricing is off by more than 5%. Luckily, we've had viewers that walk the properties but no offers. So let me ask you, would you like to lower it to 2 or 5 by 2 or 5%? And of course, that's after you've run the numbers to a more appropriate price. Um, that's going to be it for today. On the next video, I'm going to finish the checklist as well as show you the canned emails. I never think of what to say in an email. It's the same email, one through six, every single time. Do not recreate the wheel. We agents do enough of that in their business. If you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram. I'm Allie the Agent, A-L-I. If you want a copy of the checklist, let's meet over Zoom. Text the word checklist to 520-341-2552. If you enjoyed this video, give this video a like, comment below, and give DJ and Keeping It Real a five-star review on Apple and Spotify in order to get the checklist. We'll see you on the next one. Uh -oh.